Hi, and welcome to Gathered Courage Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Smith, and here at Gathered Courage, it is my aim to help you live an everyday courageous life. There's something I like to remind my friends around here, and it's this, no matter what you're going through, no matter what God is asking you to walk through or do or say or not say, (laughs) he is equipping you to do that thing as well. He is, friends. He is there with us, and we can gather our courage to do what it is he's asking us to do. Today, we are going to hear another amazing story of a woman who has gathered her courage to live out the things God has called her to do. Today on the show, I've got my friend Katie Alesso, and Katie is just a joy to be around. I'm not kidding. She's just one of those people that immediately when you see her, just the weight of the world lifts off your shoulders. She is a true friend of Jesus, and she is a true model of what it means to gather your courage through the good times and through the hard times. So I'm really excited for you to hear from her today, and let's get to that. Here's my interview with Katie Alesso. Well, hello, Katie. I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. Welcome to Gathered Courage. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Carrie. I'm so glad to be here today. Thank you. Such an yes. honor. Yes. Oh, good. I'm so glad you say that because I, when I first th- was thinking about who I wanted to have on the podcast, I just made this big brainstorm list and you were on the from the very beginning. And then oh. whenever I asked some others if they would suggest anyone, your name came up a couple of times. So I'm just so glad oh. to have you. <laughs> and I can't wait to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. thank you. That that is so kind. That is super kind. Thank you. I'm so honored. Oh, good, good, good. Well, let's get kind of the big overview of Katie. Tell us uh, about you. You know, what's that 10,000 foot view? What are what are some of your your uh, quirks or what are some of your strengths? (laughs) Just whatever you want us to know. Go ahead and tell us, Katie. Well, quirks, we could be here all day, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, let me, let me think here. So Andrew and I um, just celebrated our 10 year anniversary last year and uh, we have a four year old boy named Dax. So life is fun and always, uh, always full of dinosaur adventures. Right. Um, I work, <laughs> you know, it's just yep. whatever, yeah. whatever fun new interests they bring into your life. It's pretty cool. Um, I work, uh, I work with my husband actually, as, um, I'm the connections pastor at Thrive LA, which he and I launched in Los Angeles three years ago. Um, so that's really fun and it's amazing getting to work together. Um, Mm -hmm. we, this summer we bought a 119 year old Victorian home with our longtime friends, which is, I think that qualifies as quirky. Um, yeah, I would say that's pretty pretty interesting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's pretty unusual. We, you know, we have our separate living spaces, but it is a really unusual situation and um, we love it. Um, they live with their newborn baby in the basement and we live in the upper part of the house. And then we rent out a back unit to another dear friend and her son. Wow. So we have eight people, a dog and two cats right now. <laughs> and, you know, it's I just a good, that. it's a good place to be. It's always that is cool. So- that is so yeah, fun. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love that. It's super fun. I love it. It's been the best. It's such a gift. <laughs> and uh, 
Yeah. And so right now um, in Los Angeles with church services being allowed only outside, mm-hmm. um, our, you know, our church was already a mobile church that met in the school, but now it's been meeting and live streaming in our backyard. And so we could probably be a reality show. I'm just, <laughs> I I, I'm going to claim that we are, yes. I feel like we are in that category of crazy town, but um, I yeah, love we love it. it. Oh my gosh. I'm going to keep my eyes out and ears open for anybody looking for like a fun family that's just doing their thing without any kind of, if nobody else is doing it, who cares? I love it, Katie. That's great. <laughs> Anything unheard of? Oh, go to the Alessas. It's going to be happening there. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, it's good. And um, yeah, I I think we might be kind of Enneagram twins. It's hard to tell, but I think I'm either an Enneagram two wing three or a three wing two. Um, so that's that's a fun life. I'm three wing two. I, and I, I sometimes go back and forth too of whether my two is stronger, but ultimately I've I've landed on the three. So, but I, yeah, we're, we're twins. We're twins. <laughs> Yay. We'll, we'll be twins. I like that. Um, yes. I'm going to claim that. So it's been, uh, it's fun, especially in my role, you know, I'm like yeah. strengths finder stuff. If you're mm-hmm. familiar, I'm like woo communication belief. Um, I've got like responsibility and harmony in there. And so yeah. Really just the place that sets my soul on fire is when I can gather people and connect them to Jesus and each other, you know, in yes. meaningful ways. And so that's that's just super fun for me. Um so yeah, it's it's the best. And part of that is like if I can gather people around nerdy board games, like that's, <laughs> that's my yes. thing. Settlers of Catan was my gateway drug, and now I'm just all in. Uh and then we're we're big we're big ice cream people around here. Do you guys have Jenny's in your area? It's we Ohio do. based, right? Yeah, Jenny's, Columbus, Ohio, Jenny's. Like, this is the original OG <gasps> Jenny's. Yeah. The mothership. That's, that's right. Great. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's just a fun part of my life that I just, I mean, ice cream is just everything. So I love yeah. that. Did you, so recently yeah. she set out a um, everything bagel flavor. <laughs> How do you feel about that? That's a real I, controversial move. Listen, <laughs> I, I actually don't love Jenny's ice cream. I am a traditionalist okay. when it comes to ice cream. So I like appreciate that other people like that. But it's right. go- someone else is going to have to buy that ice cream for me if they actually want me to try it. <laughs> yes, I would I, maybe in line, like I would sample that back in the days yeah. of sampling. I, sure. I would do that. But, uh, yeah. but I, ooh, that, mm, I know to have a garlic ice cream. I just yeah. gonna have to really sell me on that. Yeah, me yeah. too. No. I mean, I'll put everything bagel seasoning on like everything else. But my ice cream, I don't know. Yeah, I'm all about a bagel with some locks and oh, that's yeah. my jam. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when it's ice yeah. cream time, I want some chocolate chunks. Yeah, <laughs> We're, you're totally Same. having ice cream after I'm this. Yeah. Yes, I am. Cares <laughs> about nutrition. Early yeah. in the morning, I'm gonna. That's right. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Oh, well, wonderful, Katie. Thanks so much for just getting, uh, letting us and my audience get to know you a little more. And uh, that was just a treat. That's so much fun. Let's, let's dive in uh, for the the topic of the day. You know Mm -hmm. that the, the podcast is called Gathered Courage. So let's just kind of start there. How do you 
define courage? Or if you're looking for courage, what does that look like to you? Mm. Yeah, I think courage looks a lot like fortitude. Um, Mm. You know, I think, and sometimes that's a quaking fortitude, (laughs) but I think (laughs) it's just that, that, like, my eyes are set on this. I'm determined to do just the next right thing. Not always taking the whole mountain all at once, but, you know, sometimes your pants are scared off and you just keep going. Um, But... Um, but a lot of times, hopefully there's just, okay, this is, this is the thing God's called me to, and I'm going to yeah. keep walking toward it. Yeah. Um, and so, I yeah, I think there's, there's something about, I think some of the leaders I respect the most are just quietly courageous, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, yes. you know, we, we talk about, you know, what moms are going through right now. And mm. I think about single parents working mm. jobs that they don't love so they can feed their families or, um, you know, adult folks, you know, navigating care details for their aging parents and those kinds of things. Just the the quiet, steady, doing what's right, even when it's hard. Um, And and obviously doing the things you love, you know, in a steady way too. I love that. I love that word fortitude. And you're right. It's Mm -hmm. not always like a stonewall fortitude, but shaky, and you're just continuing to move. And that is courage. And and like you said, too, it's not always just the hard, you can have courage and all the fun things too. But as long as you're moving forward, that's great. I think that's a really great definition of courage and what it looks like. And you mentioned a few, you know, things uh, uh, people are doing that you think are courageous? Would you want to highlight any specific bouts of courage that you've seen lately? Oh gosh. Yeah. I see it in my friend, Maddie. She gets up every day, super early, takes her son to daycare, and then she logs on and teaches transitional kindergarten virtually, which (laughs) I don't know how you do that. Um, Or, you know, and I've seen so many people this year um, setting their first therapy appointment ever. And um, so if you're listening and that applies to you, we are holding a mini party right here to celebrate you. That is big. Um, So good. Yes, Katie, I'm with you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Walking in and just saying, Hey, how, how can you help me? I I just, I just want to talk about this. It's a a big deal. So, so good. Um, yeah, I've seen it in my four-year-old lately as he's been developing faith and praying. Like he's been asking God some bold prayers. Um, and my husband, my husband has an autoimmune disease and he's had it for a long time, but it affects his feet. And so Dax just prays every night now, God, would you heal daddy's feet? And um, I love it. It really is growing my faith and making me realize like, hey, courageously pray for the things that you care about. Yeah. Uh, no matter what right you might yep. assume about those things, whether mm. they're possible, God is uh, right. the God of the impossible. And so Love um, that. just those kinds of things really oh. inspire me. Bless his heart, man. I, I, <laughs> kids, right. They, right. they, they are something to pay attention to and to look oh, yeah. to when we think our courage is waning or we are filled with mm-hmm. some fear or angst or anxiety or worry or whatever it is. Kids look to the kids mm-hmm. around you, friends. <laughs> yes. Just that tenacity driven by love for another. That yes. is like 
exemplified so much by children. And I I love it. Yeah. So amazing. That's so wonderful. And, you know, they also pray for things like, you know, to get a video game or to watch a cartoon. So they're like, they're like real human beings that have all the the range of things, right? (laughs) And they just see God as father and they just, okay, I'm going to ask you for what I want. And I I could do better at that. So I love that. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I love it. Well, thanks. Thanks for sharing those. Those are some really great examples and that we can all kind of learn from, be inspired by, and then maybe look for and around our, you know, viewing area or those that we influence. So wonderful. Um, Let's kind of dive deeper into Katie and your journey and your story. And this is actually something I learned about you from a couple months ago when we were together at a church planters assessment Thingy McBobber. Yeah. I didn't know that you were a teacher before full-time ministry. Yes. Yeah. I taught first grade for a couple of years and then I taught kindergarten. Um, yeah. And right before we moved to start this church, it was so incredible to watch the learning process and um, get to see kids just go after the things that they wanted, their goals. And um, it was super fun to watch. I, it was a real honor. I love that. We really are twinsies because I taught for 13 years before coming into full-time ministry. Like our, our stories are very similar. I love it. So, so tell us more, you can back up all the way to there. You can, um, you know, start further along in your story, but just tell us about, the recent kind of things that God has been doing in your life as you um, planted your church with your husband, as you switched roles from being a support to on staff, all those things. Tell us that story, Katie. Um, let's, I want us to just be, cur- uh, I want us, excuse me, to gather our courage just from hearing how courageous you were. So tell us all about that. Well, that's kind of, um, yeah, I think Thrive is just so deeply important to me. So mm-hmm. I could talk forever, but um, yeah, it's just <laughs> such an extension of our family, honestly. And I don't know if that's healthy or not, but um, <laughs> yeah, we, so uh, Thrive is the, just this deeply relational church and mm-hmm. we launched you know, three years ago, but um, we, it's just a place where people can be themselves and ask questions. Yeah. They can belong, whether or not they believe. Mm. And uh, Ooh, I love that. Say that again. Fun. Say that again. You can belong. You can belong whether or not you believe. Yes, that's um, so important. And I love that. It's so important. It's yeah. so important. And we have so many friends here that are in different places, and, mm-hmm. and they can they can do things together um, yeah. and ask questions together. And um, but yeah, we've seen over time just God develop a family of people who love what's good and pursue it with their whole hearts. And, and we believe that Jesus ultimately is that good. Um, and he's the hope. And so we, we run after his heart, um, on mission in the city. So it's been really fun. Um, yeah, I, I think when we launched three years ago, you know, it's always been about how can I best help that to happen? Like it's that, Mm two wing three, three wing two mm-hmm. thing. Um, <laughs> what can I, how can I best help? Um, but it was, it kind of, when we launched, it was just a, let me do everything I possibly can, you know, with mm-hmm. any new endeavor, any new mm-hmm. business, any new anything. 
that to-do list is just never ending. I'm sure you know what that's like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it never (laughs) ends. And like, you're putting on all these hats that you were like, well, I'll learn this. I didn't know I could do that. Well, there we go. I'll wear that one too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Whether, whether it's your strong suit or not, you're just doing it because it needs to be done. And, um, so I think it was a real gift when I came on staff, it actually Mm. helped a lot because, it gave me a defined role and I knew sure. my lane and I could run fast in that lane. Yeah. Um, but that was the lane. Um, yeah. You know, you're not running all of the freeway. So sure. um, my role, <laughs> you know, uh, my role now is just uh, connections, which um, at our church looks like helping people find out about Thrive through social media and marketing mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. um, communication. Um, helping people find their place in the family. So that looks like taking new folks to coffee to hear their story and creating events where they can connect with the vision. And um, and really being, my goal is just to be a discipleship pace setter um, yeah. through leading, you know, small groups and working to empower mm-hmm. others and starting, you know, those discipleship relationships. And so um, yeah. I think that that's key in any um, church leadership thing is like, okay, yeah. Let's start here and hopefully um, empower other people along in discipleship. And so um, the leaders can't be the only ones doing it. Um, No, whether that whether you're planting a church or whatever, you know, profession you're in, the leaders have to empower others with the vision, the culture and uh, otherwise it just comes becomes stagnant. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um. But yeah, I'd say, I'd say the biggest courage piece of the journey in that Mm -hmm. has been stepping into ministry as a woman. And I don't know if that's been (laughs) challenging for you, Um, but Mm -hmm. there, you know, we, Andrew and I never really started out in environments where women could formally pastor. Um, Mm -hmm. And so there were some really meaningful voices to us that disagreed um, Mm -hmm. in our lives. Mm -hmm. And, um, sometimes those voices came with substantial funding being pulled, you know, we were a startup church and, um, all of that. So that was scary, but Andrew always believed that this was part of the culture that needed to be a part of thrive, you know, God's Mm -hmm. people partnering in a way that looks like heaven. And we believe, you know, people believe differently, but we believe that heaven on earth looks in part like spiritual fathering and spiritual mothering. Yes. And um, so I'll never be able to thank him enough for believing in it and insisting Mm -hmm. on it, even when I wanted to shrink back and I was terrified. I was like, no, you know, don't, you know, this is not the hill to die on. Um, Right. But I I do believe he was right. And Mm -hmm. it's been such a good gift to my soul to be unleashed into just a variety of arenas of ministry that I never believed as a little girl were open to me. Mm. Um, yes. So I'm, I'm just hoping and dreaming that other women get to experience that too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Twinsies again there, Katie. I'm, I'm definitely, (laughs) definitely picking up the, all that. And, and I feel Mm. like too, when it comes to whatever, whatever those in the audience listening here are pursuing, you know, Katie and I are specifically Mm -hmm. full-time ministry, but, but just remembering that just the way that things always were done, 
um, can be appropriately challenged to a level that allows you to feel free towards what God is calling you. And so I hope that you feel encouraged to do that and take those steps. Um, It's not easy, but it is absolutely um, something that God would would like you to pursue. And and he'll tell you if it's not the right step. (laughs) He'll tell you when to stop. So, yeah. Yes. How much to push, how much to just exist within it. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so go back to, to that financial piece of it a little bit, because, you know, no matter what my audience is doing, money is a thing we're all dealing with. And you definitely had to do lots of things and lay down a lot of things and take some major courageous steps because of moving into full-time ministry, but being a startup church, like friends, that means that they literally had no people basically giving actual money to make this church Mm -hmm. succeed. It was all fundraising from others outside the church for the most part. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it was it was really such a journey of seeing God's hand at work. It was insane. Mm. So um, I started fundraising and at first I was just like, I don't even know what to do. Um, but I, you know, you develop your little spreadsheet of people and you just yeah. start praying and calling and talking to people. And what I realized is once you start talking to people, you realize how much they love the vision that God's given you. And sometimes yeah. he's been giving them the same vision and they just want to participate in it. And so Absolutely. that was really encouraging. That was mm-hmm. huge for me. Um, I even remember when a lot of that funding was pulled from our church. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I, I fundraised my salary, but even separately, um, right. you know, we had fundraised to make the church happen. Sure. And, um, and so partway through our funding was pulled and I remember Andrew went to coffee with this guy and it was like his first week at the church. So you okay. do not <laughs> traditionally spill your soul, you know, sure. you're hearing about them. Um, but he really <laughs> felt like, all right, Holy Spirit's telling me to like, tell this guy this and kind of crazy. Um, yeah. And he just, he says, well, that's really hard. How much were they giving? And Andrew tells him and he says, you know, my job um, is not a delight to my soul, um, but I have been really praying about what what purpose God has in it. Yeah. And I think that giving that same amount each month would give me purpose in my work. And Andrew was like, are you sure? Yeah. (laughs) And he knew. He's faithfully given, um, and it has just been the craziest journey. Just story after story like that, where you just there's no way, um, and God wow. just does it. Um, wow! So God is God is so kind, and oh, if yeah. God's leading you to do something, like you said earlier, yeah. Yeah. you just you step into it. Yeah. Oh, that is so cool. And what a way! You, I, this just sparks something in me to to think about how when we invite others into mm. what we're doing, how that then enables them to take courageous steps. It's just like this snowball of, you yes. know, being vulnerable with what you need or what you're doing, inviting others into it. You, you're taking courageous steps and then they are invited to do that. And isn't that such a cool way to just bring um, community and connection to people? Oh, so cool. Oh, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't, the story doesn't end with us. We're part right. of God's story, inviting other people 
to partner yeah. in that. And absolutely. Yeah. It, it's beautiful to see what God does in all of our lives as a community together yeah. as we all pursue courage. Yes. Yes. Are there any other kind of highlights that you'd like to, actually you'd said there are tons. Would you like to tell us any other (laughs) similar stories of where, you know, it just took some courage, like Andrew's listening to the Holy Spirit to put that forward and look what happens. What, what, any other stories you want to highlight? Yeah, I think, you know, in my, in my fundraising, it was Mm -hmm. a lot of getting over my like people pleasing that two piece mm-hmm. of, of, um, you know, I would call them and then it's like, okay, do I follow up? Of course you're supposed to follow up. Like theoretically, that's just a thing, but, um, I am not, I am not that type of person. I'm like, Oh, they would let me know if they want to do this. Right. Um, there was one lady I remember like asking her and I was getting close on my fundraising, but I was like, Oh my goodness, if I can just and strong and do it um, Mm -hmm. and be fully funded. It'd be huge. Mm -hmm. And one lady was like, yeah, let me get back to you. Let me get back to you. And I remember um, going to a funeral and bumping into her actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't mention, obviously I'm not going to mention this at a funeral. Sure. Sure. She, she says, we just settled all the probate in my mom's estate let me go send my husband to go get the check that I've been meaning to send you. <laughs> and she sends her husband home. He writes the check and he brings it to me and I am fully funded. Oh my um, goodness. And I just wow. sort of stood there like, what? <laughs> like, and obviously like so generous for her to, it wasn't her mom's funeral, but in that moment of having sure. just lost her mom and, sure. um, It was so inspiring to me just saying like, hey, how can I use these funds for the good of the kingdom, um, even in my grieving? Yeah. Um, It was just really, really powerful for me. So that is so cool. That was really cool. Oh, wow. 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 I I, like, there's no other word to say. I'm just so like (laughs) bored with some of these, these stories. And, and Katie, to be honest, it's like, these are those things, um, and I love that that we're sharing this, and that that I thought of your name, and several other people have told me to, to invite you on the podcast because you are just this shining example for me of how um, being in tune with God and abiding in Christ and and taking obedient steps towards Him just is this ripple effect of courageous living and courageous steps, not only for you, but for other people. So, oh, I'm just loving this. I I know that my audience is going to be so inspired by this. I already am. Just thank you. That is so kind. That that means so much coming from you. My gosh, (laughs) that's super sweet. No, I I mean, there's so many courageous people out there. And, and if, if there's any way that we can help, Mm -hmm. um, you know, walk alongside each other in our journeys. I think that that's just the best gift ever. So thank you. Sure. Sure. Now tell me also, because courage is hard. Like these are wonderful stories and (laughs) and they, they, I love them. When, when have you felt like you totally flopped with courage? Cause I feel like there's probably an example there somewhere. I've got them too. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. I think one of the hardest parts um, of the journey for me, it's not any one time, but um, it's, it's a continuous thing that's been leading to my own growth and release of, you know, the things that I cling to and idolize and worship. Um, 
I think for me, when people maybe take a break from their faith or Mm -hmm. um, walk away from church or even just say goodbye to our church community for, you know, maybe, you know, a good reason, but, um, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's just not working for them. Sure. It tugs on um, my two biggest false gods. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And those are control and acceptance Mm -hmm. for me. Um, everybody has their own thing. Sure. Uh, but I, I want to be able to help someone and completely change their story for them. But when I realize that it's out of my hands Mm. and they're on their own journey with God, it really forces me to trust God. Mm. Um, and so it really like prize surrender from my, you know, little clenched fists. Um, and it's good for me. It's good for my soul. Um, I think that acceptance piece Anytime, you know, someone leaves Thrive, as happens at any and every church, oh, yes. um, for whatever oh, yes. reason. Yep. Lots of You know, reasons. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's hard not to feel that rejection because church work yeah. is supposed to be personal. Like, yeah. I don't know if yeah. you watch You've Got Mail, but Kathleen <laughs> Kelly, you know, in it says, like, if nothing else, business has to begin by being personal. Right. Um, yeah. And, and I think church is just such a family and mm-hmm. people don't mean those things, personal rejection. Nope. Um, but I'm working through learning to find my acceptance from Jesus and differentiate my identity from my yeah. role at the church. Yeah. Um, and so that's been a good journey for me yeah. of failing to do that and mm-hmm. learning from it and going, okay, nope. They, yeah. God is doing good stuff in their lives and mm-hmm. God is mm-hmm. doing good stuff in my life and this yeah. is okay. Oh. That's so good. That's so good. Such a hard journey, I'm sure, but it's really even courageous of you again to walk Mm -hmm. through that, to step into it and to not shy away from that. So that's good. Um, if you, let's say someone's listening to this and they're like, Oh gosh, ladies, like courage, that's not even near me, like in my zip code. Um, (laughs) what what (laughs) advice would you give them? What advice would you give them if they're just like courage is not happening? What would you say to them? I mean, same, first of all, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I remember I, it's weird. The songs that you listened to as teeny, as a teenager sometimes come back to you. Um, I remember this song by Bebo Norman um, called Borrow Mine. Mm-hmm. And it talked about when your hope and faith are gone, sometimes mm. you need to borrow it from others. Oh. And I think that applies to courage. Like yes. when I'm feeling tired or unable or weak or uncertain, I think mm. that hearing stories of other people, yep. um, whether doing it scared or just doing it, you know, maybe they're not even being courageous, but doing something that would take courage for me right, um, right. just helps me so much, you yes. know, whether that's Humans of New York or um, <laughs> reading a biography yeah. or memoir, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, listening to Gathered Courage. And, <laughs> Thank um, you. Thank you for that. <laughs> you know, yeah, shout out, shout out. Right. Uh, but yeah, asking, you know, a mentor or a friend how they've gotten mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. I think um, anytime folks have kept going without ideal circumstances, that just inspires me to press forward. And yeah. Yeah. I almost feel like I'm wearing their courage when I mm. couldn't find my own jacket, <laughs> you yeah. know, oh, um, like, let me, let yeah. me just button this up and warm up a little bit today. Mm-hmm. Um, cause mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're not 
we learn courage by seeing it. It's not innate. Nobody's birthed as a superhero. Like we've been given each other. Right. Um, And so I think just looking around and borrowing it from others Mm. is really the only way. Yes. The only way. And and asking God to birth it in us at the same time. Yes. Um, Yeah. So good. I love that. I love some of those visuals you gave. I'm going to have, I'm going to try and create something with a jacket. I need, I need that visual in my life. <laughs> That's good. Katie. A little courage jacket. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, the final question that I have for us today is practical, maybe a rhythm mm-hmm. or something you do every day um, that helps you to be courageous. It can, again, be serious or silly, um, but what is something real practical that like maybe my girls could be like, I'm doing this tomorrow morning um, or next week. Yeah. Uh, what what do you have in, in that area for, for gathering courage? Mm. I think, you know, for me, I, I don't know if folks out there are dealing with anxiety, but I have dealt with anxiety and I have these imagined other sides that are not in any way real. Like, mm. like mm-hmm. God is not going to, you know, every time I get in the car, I'm not going to get in a car accident or, um, you know, those kinds of things. And so I think I've had to replace those things with, um, other imagined other sides. That's like the most wordy, terrible way to say it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) with a different, what if, um, so like what good thing could be standing on the other side of my obedience? If I move forward, with courage, what could happen? Um, you know, maybe a nonprofit started and lives are changed. Maybe I get out of bed and we have clean laundry and I feel great about that. Um, maybe I ask a potential mentor to coffee and I get to learn something from her. Um, so I think, I think that the, the what ifs replacing Mm. what ifs in my life has been a, um, it's a, continued practice and it's a challenging practice, mm-hmm. but it's been a mindset shift for me. And, um, I think, oh, I'm, I'm not going to have the quote, right. But I remember a friend talking about anxiety and she had suffered with, um, agoraphobia mm-hmm. and she, uh, I want to say it was Spurgeon, but he talks about, mm-hmm. um, how we dig thousands of graves that will never be buried in mentally. Right. And right. I, I really do that, so um, if left to my own devices. So mm-hmm. I think maybe, um, building, building some imagined, um, you know, castles and monuments to God, um, yeah. instead might benefit us. Oh, I love that. Our minds are so powerful, Katie. Oh, like they, <laughs> the Bible talks about it through and through, like science proves it through and through just how powerful our minds are. So that is a great practice, practical practice. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for sharing that. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Is, absolutely. Is there anything that we missed that you want to say before we wrap up here? Anything, any last minute ideas or anything that I powered through and you didn't get to say as you were preparing? (laughs) Here's your chance. I think, yeah, I think the only other thing, and it's on those practices, this is not a formal practice. It is not a, you know, it's not a, you know, scientifically tested best practice, but this is just something that I've had to do sometimes. Okay. Uh, And I would call these steering wheel prayers um, when when I'm in the car and I'm about to go into something that I feel unprepared for, um, I think 
you know, sometimes I've parked out front and I've just taken a deep breath and leaned on the steering wheel and just let out a string of, ah, God, why did I RSVP for this? I don't know if, you know, anybody's here that I know and I'm going to make a fool out of myself and I hate these shoes. Why did I wear these shoes? Um, You know, and slowly he transitions me into, hey, I'm here with you. Nothing has to be perfect. That's so good. Go in and see what happens. Um, You might make a friend like a first day of kindergarten pep talk, you know. Um, (laughs) And so that's that's my only super sophisticated advice that I'm bringing to the table is your crazy steering wheel prayer. Just letting it out to God and letting him talk to you and speak back to you. That's that's going on. So good. That's so good. I love that you like went all the way from like, why am I here to my shoes are horrible. (laughs) I've done that, Carrie. I have gone to Walmart and gotten different shoes before an event. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. It's so so ridiculous. So funny, but so good. And yes, I bet it does help. That's so good. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Katie, I've just so enjoyed this time. I just love you, friend, and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much for your example of obedient steps towards what God has called you to. And thanks for being on the podcast. I know, I know, I know that someone's going to be inspired. Many will be inspired by this. Oh, thank you. Thanks for courageously starting a podcast to help people and people like me. I appreciate you so much and just your faithfulness constantly. I'm, I'm always inspired by you. Thank you so much for having me. You're, you are very welcome. We will maybe have you on another time, but until then have a great day. Yeah. All right. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, I just loved that episode with Katie. She's the real deal, friends. She is every day courageously out there being obedient to what God is asking her to do, not doing it perfectly, but trying her darndest. And I mean, that's all that we can do. That's all any of us can do. And I'm so glad that she shared her story today. I hope that you were inspired by it as much as I was. And I hope that you can use some of those nuggets of wisdom that she gave and the pieces and parts of her life that she shared to take your next step, to gather your courage, and to do whatever it is you feel you're being called to do. Thanks again for joining me today. Be sure that you check me out on Instagram and Facebook at Gathered Courage Podcast. And don't forget to leave a review for this episode, for the podcast in general so that others can learn about the show. In addition, I've got a newsletter coming out soon. It is the end of February, and so here in a few days, my monthly newsletter will go out. And I don't waste your time, okay? I am subscribed to tons of newsletters, and I just have been picking out the pieces and parts that I love the most to include in my newsletter. So I know your time is valuable. I know your time is precious. So I will give you um, the biggest bang for your buck that I can when it comes to what I share with you in my newsletter. And you can get that newsletter by heading to my website, www.carriejsmith.com. And Carrie is K-E-R-R-Y. Lots of spellings for that. Um, head to the bottom of that page and you can subscribe to my monthly newsletter. I hope you do. I hope that you will 
uh, and trust me with your inbox <laughs> and check out what I have to offer. Okay, friends, until next week, have a wonderful, wonderful day. And don't forget to remember that no matter what you're walking through, God is equipping you to do it.